On March 17th, many people celebrate St. Patrick's Day, or the Feast of St. Patrick, which is both a cultural and religious celebration held in the death of the patron saint of Ireland, St. Patrick. It commemorates the arrival of Christianity in Ireland, as well as just celebrating the heritage and culture of the Irish. There are few cities in the United States with such a congregation of people claiming Irish ancestry as Boston, Massachusetts. So what better place to celebrate than there? And what is more synonymous with St. Patrick's Day in America than beer? And when you think of beer in Boston, how do you not think of Harpoon Brewery? Put it all together, you get the Harpoon St. Patrick's Festival. I'm Andy Erickson, and on this episode of the Thirsty to Explore podcast, we're talking with Megan Wilson and Greg Moon from the brewery about one of the biggest events happening within Boston to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, learning about the brewery, how to make a weekend visit, and how it all brings a community together. Uh, thank you for joining me today. Uh, why don't you guys give me a little bit of information about yourself and uh, how you are attached to this beer fest? Yeah, so my name is Megan Wilson. I'm the Senior Director of Marketing at Harpoon Brewery. Um, and we're talking about our St. Pat's Festival. Uh, and I handle all of the marketing for the festival and all the customer service uh, and anything in between. And I'm Greg Moon, and I've been with the brewery for coming up on 29 years. So I've worked every position at these festivals. I'm <laughs> um, also the business manager in the Boston market. Um, yeah, and I actually I have two bands that are playing in this upcoming festival, one on Friday and one on Saturday, two different bands. Nice. Um, so it was getting into some details about the fest. So it is the St. Patrick's Day festival right or weekend yeah so it, it happens the first weekend in march um and it's really kind of the kickoff to saint patrick's day celebrations in the boston area um so boston's a super irish city we have a ton of saint pat's celebrations and it really does start with our festival kicking off the season so how many uh breweries generally attend this this festival so it's only us um uh, but do you want to talk a little oh. bit about that mooner uh sure it's 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 just harpoon and the beers we make so, um, you know, we've, we've got a, we're technically called the Mass Bay Brewing Company and we have, uh, Boston city brewing license number one. So we were the first, uh, sort of farmer brewers license that, that was issued in Massachusetts back in 86 after breweries had been defunct for years and years and years. So it was, uh, um started as mass bay brewing company and our first beer was harpoon ale and since then we've added uh a beer of a line of wheat beers called ufo unfiltered offering um that's another brand we make we uh we also uh acquired the clown shoes brands uh, i don't know about eight years back maybe megan and uh just great IPAs for, from uh, that contingent of the brewery, great artwork on the labels, uh, mm. probably a further reach too with that brand because it goes to California where Harpoon doesn't normally go. Um, and then uh, recently this past spring, we acquired the Long Trail Brewery, which also came with Otter Creek and Shed. So um, probably find a smattering of all those different products uh, at the festival this weekend. 
And that, yeah, it'll, it'll probably feel more like a, a multi-brewery festival than it ever has before. But um, yeah, it's 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 under the Harpoon brand is the festival, but we include all of our portfolio of beers uh, at the fest. And we also have a Harpoon cider that we make for the festival. For So fo if folks aren't beer drinkers, we have that. We also have Arctic Chill Hard Seltzer, which we make with Polar. Um, and then we also have a Whistle Pig Can Cocktail that we make with uh, the distiller's Whistle Pig up in Vermont. So we have plenty of options for folks uh, to enjoy at the festival. Great. Um, and, you know, before we get too far, when you listen to the time, are you kind of the times, but the uh, location, I guess, so people can. Yeah. So it's right at the Harpoon Brewery in the seaport of Boston and it's outdoors. It's under heated tents. Um, it's really like an amazing weekend. Like Mooner said, he plays in two bands. So we have live music. We have cover bands. We have traditional Irish music. We do this really cool thing where uh, the the Irish music, they have a marching thing that goes through the whole area, some bagpipes, which is super cool. Um, but yeah, it's outside under heated tents. So definitely dress warm. And we have about, I don't know, five to 7,000 people who come celebrate. Mm with us on St. Pat's Fest weekend and, and it's our smallest festival of the three festivals that we have so it's it's pretty wild and uh how's parking working with that is it we <laughs> encourage folks to take the silver line um or to take ubers <laughs> yeah, parking is sure. is a little uh spotty in the seaport but Boston, it's one of the few breweries that's right in a city you know it's mm -hmm. there's there's not much parking it's right on the harbor too which is kind of neat yeah we, um, we use all the parking lots for the festival so we're really lucky that we have all of that parking space you know in the normal times of the year because not other breweries don't have that and then when we have these massive events we kind of kick all the cars out um and that's where the festival takes place is right in our parking lot and people can get tickets just online or yep. day of, yeah, you can or... go to harpoonbrewery.com we definitely encourage pre-sale tickets especially for folks who are trying to come on saturday because that does tend to sell out um, but we do also sell tickets at the door for people who are willing to roll the dice and wait in line and how many times have you had this you may have answered that but i don't know if, how, how many like over 20 right greg yeah easy yep. yeah definitely over 20 years we've been doing this festival <laughs> and you know it, there's the old cliche of, you know, uh, St. Patrick's Day and beer. Is there any other special St. Patrick's Day things you guys do for the fest or? I mean, definitely the bagpipe thing is, is a big thing for us. Um, we we do like a ceremonial keg tapping um, that we also do at our Oktoberfest festival. Um, and we always have like a lot of fun, um, you know, hats, beads, all that stuff for people to wear. Um, so, but it's, it's, yeah. And again, like we have a nice mix of cover bands, rock music and, and the Irish. And Joshua Tree. Oh yeah, Joshua Tree. I, I can't forget plays about that. all you two songs, that? which is cool. They kind of, you know, usually headline. <laughs> they're like the biggest U2 cover band uh, ever <laughs> and like yeah. people literally they're like great. follow them around the country so they they are a big draw for us that's cool so you talked about the the Irish heritage in Boston and that whole area um what does that mean to being attached to that with this beer fest is it um you know well, people... I'll I'll say that you know our first festival was an Oktoberfest just because, you know, beer festival, Oktoberfest, it's a tradition, right? It's a European sure. tradition, which we've got a lot of our ideas actually from Europe and a company trip that takes employees on their anniversaries to, to Europe to visit these breweries and see what they're all up to and doing. And, um, you know, the culture of beer, right? Starts there. And they went to Ireland this year. <clears throat> yeah. So <clears throat> believe it or not, the first party was, was almost the farewell party because we were struggling back in the 
<clears throat> yeah, 80, uh, probably 92 or something, somewhere around there, 91. And uh, we weren't going to raise more money for more malt. So let's just throw a party and call it <laughs> quits. The party generated enough money over the bar. And, and hey, we, we got enough money to buy some more malt. Let's make another batch. And that batch sold and turned into another batch. And we made it another year and had another Oktoberfest. So as these part as that party grew and grew, we said, well, heck, there's you know more than one weekend a year we could do something like this. So uh, St. Patrick's was was sort of obvious because we had the built-in um, Irish demographic in, in the city. We have a huge St. Patrick's Day parade in South Boston. Yeah, I mean, so South Boston is is literally like, you know, a mile away from the brewery. And that's the kind of the Irish sector of, of Boston. So it just made sense for us to throw that big party. And, and like Mooner said, like we there's a huge St. Patrick's uh, uh, parade that happens like on the actual weekend. Um, so, again, it's just like a great time to get people like lubed up and ready to celebrate. Um, <laughs> and these festivals have really become a huge part of our company's survival. I mean, it's almost like our bake sale three times a year where we really generate a lot of revenue to keep things going. So, you know, I think people look at Harpoon and think we're this like massive brewery, but I don't think they realize how critical these parties are to our business. Mm -hmm. um, so we, you know, greatly appreciate everybody who buys a ticket, who comes and purchases beers while they're there and has a great time. Um, and it's really critical for us because in Boston, the population turns over year over year because there's so many colleges. So we're, mm -hmm. while we've had this festival for like 20 plus years, we're constantly having to remarket it and reintroduce ourselves to people who are coming of age to be able to to drink in Boston, a lot of them living in Southie to get them to come tell yeah. their friends and keep coming back year after year. And we, we were kind of known for these like festival cups. So people get a plastic cup because there's no way in hell we're giving them glass. And if you go into any, <laughs> oh, there's one, if you go into any apartment in Southie of, of anyone who's like, you know, between ages of like 22 and 30, they have their cupboard full of those cups. Like they're collector's items. Like mm. people collect those mm -hmm. year after year. Um, and another, another fun fact about our festivals, we've actually had a lot of people who have met their spouses uh at our mm. festivals um i think a really cool thing about harpoon is like we we're one of those environments where it's like you go there to meet people you don't go there just to hang out with your friends and not talk to anybody else you go mm. there because you want to make new friends and maybe meet your future partner um so we've had plenty of you know <laughs> babies who have come out because of our you know harpoon saint pat's fest uh, it's a pretty cool thing um yeah sorry not directly right no no well maybe <laughs> probably actually probably <laughs> Yeah, maybe we found some things in the porta potties. <laughs> um, you talked about the the uh, sought after cups there. Uh, do you guys do any kind of like specialty beer for the fest itself uh, or anything like that 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 you can only get by coming to the fest? Not generally, but there are some rarer beers like a Celtic Red and a Irish Stout that you're not going to find <clears throat> widely distrib distributed at all. So. Um... Yes, yeah, so those ones come back year it's, after year, but it's not like it's, it's a new not year a, uh, time. It's not a beer sniffing event, you know. Yeah, they're full and, cups. You're not drinking three ounce pours. You're you're drinking a yeah. full beer. If you want to yeah. come and and you know try something special, we we have our beer hall. Um, and go, getting back to one of Megan's points, like when we opened the beer hall, we had been doing events for years and introducing people to each other, and and so when we opened the, the, the hall, we, we kind of borrowed from our own culture of that and the European beer, you know, the mostly German uh, beer garden culture where the, the seating's communal, right? There's no mm -hmm. 
were go ahead sit next to somebody you've never met before there there were no tvs there was no uh, food other than pretzels when we first opened so beer pretzels big long tables very austere but but like you the people provide the the vibe and the entertainment and um there was really nothing like it at the time when we opened and i i think so many people who came through that hall you know it it inspired so many beer halls and now like every brewery's got a visitation center or a beer hall i mean all of Asheville, north carolina came after our beer hall so um that's where you'd find you know specialty things that that you can only get at the brewery and and mm. they're they're smaller scale events that that celebrate those like we'll have a pink boots uh brew coming out uh, in a few weeks maybe yeah, on international women's day on uh, international women's day and that'd be the only on, place yeah. you'll be able to get it uh you mentioned the pretzels is there uh is there food at the fest that's available Oh yeah, definitely. We, we, that would be negligent of us to not provide food at the festival because <laughs> people definitely drink. So we are known for our pretzels. That's like a big thing. Like people who aren't even beer drinkers will come to Harpoon just to try our pretzels. They're, they're the best in town. Um, and then we also have, you know, food trucks that typically come. And then at this one, we do have like a Irish fair. Um, so we do have a vendor who does some like Irish food. Um, Corn beef and cabbage. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we always work with the sausage guy. He's an awesome, you know, famous sausage vendor in boston um so you know you can usually usually grab a pretzel and a sausage while you're there which what else could you need at a beer festival right <laughs> um and then you started talking about the music um is there any more you want to elaborate or tell me about your two bands that you got there greg yeah greg go in there oh yeah so uh on friday night we opened things up uh with my band called el scorcho which is a weezer tribute band <laughs> nice and i i get to uh I get to be Rivers Cuomo, sing all the songs and, and play the guitar. And then on Saturday, my band Comanchero opens things up. And that's more of a original, uh, we call it cactus rock. I'm actually the drummer in that band. So, um, and we've been playing the festival. That band's been together 20 years. <clears throat> so we've, we've been playing... And before that, I was in bands that played the festivals too. So <laughs> it's always been a, you know, I a perk of the job for me that I get to play in front of all those people. But I, I've also, um, I feel like I've done the work to to make the bands good enough to belong there as well. So um, it's going to be is, a lot of fun. Is the Weezer band the one that you do with folks from the Wholesaler? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, so the, yeah, they're cool. coming over at 530 to, to run through the set nice so you guys gotta uh, do that taylor swift cover again i love that at harpoon fest we'll do the taylor swift cover on saturday okay perfect Hero. and actually uh jay buckley our live nation rep is going to be sitting in on keyboards oh that's awesome you know so it's kind of a family affair and yeah, it's a great way to engage you know wholesaler partners like what what you know what opportunity they get to do that it's a i think it's a really cool thing and your live nation people you know? yeah yeah win-win Andy, we have a uh, a big um, five thousand person venue right next to the brewery. Nice, <laughs> called Harbor Lights or the Leader Bank Pavilion. Whichever bank is up uh, sponsoring it that year, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it changes sponsorship every year, from year, to year <laughs> with the banks. But um, it's a great, it's a big tent. Um, 
but it's like one of those you know looks like this the sydney opera house kind of with the the way it's shaped it's not just a a circus tent and a nice stage in there right on the harbor a lot of great acts come through there and so our beer served there and live nation is the uh <clears throat> the promoters so our our guy from live nation is a friend of mine lives in the town i do both our daughters are on the dance team mm. so like he'll come over and record his original music on on at my studio and then uh it's like hey jay you want to sit in at the harpoon fest so we got we got some good he's because he's keyboard so we're taking this little tex-mex band and we're we're throwing some 80s vibes in there so we'll 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 be pulling out like the rhythmics and uh talking heads so what what do the, the the public like more are they more into the irish music at this fest or is it I think it's they like it all, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, there's, it, it, you know, with the Oktoberfest, we have real umpa bands play. So mm-hmm. we have an umpa stage and we have a rock stage. Um, sometimes we have a DJ stage, and actually, at this one, we'll have all three. We'll have Irish yeah. music, uh, DJs, original bands, cover bands. We have the the howling howl at the moon dueling pianos or dueling pianos kind of a, a thing that, mm-hmm. that gets the crowd going um it, it it's hard to, i guess it's hard to describe <laughs> how fun and packed and just well, it's a party to oh, someone yeah. who's never been there and, and and who's visited a lot of breweries probably it, it's it's really different than anything i've other than maybe you know a, a, a tent act Oktoberfest in Germany where you're just mm-hmm. shoulder to shoulder <laughs> everyone's drinking 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 <clears throat> maybe great American beer festival but that's that's a sampling thing too. yeah no it's, it's not like it's, that it's, it's yeah I mean there's nothing like Saturday at four o'clock at a harpoon festival it's like it is bumping right then and and if anyone plays insane. Mr. Brightside at that time I mean everyone just goes wild uh and we we always <laughs> survey our consumers every year that come to the festival to see what they're looking for so like you know we're always kind of correcting like last year we didn't have as many Irish bands and we got that feedback like hey we want this to feel more like an Irish festival so that's what we're going to deliver on for the experience this time so we always evolve the festival to kind of like i said we have always a different audience a lot so we can't throw the same festival every time we are always having to improve and and be able to create the experience that that folks are expecting um because it's you know people pay good money to get into this festival it's like for a one drink ticket for Saturday, it's like, you know, 45 bucks um, that comes with one drink ticket. And then you buy additional beers on top of that. So, you know, people are paying a premium to come and have a really good experience. We want to make sure that we're always delivering on that. Yeah. So as you guys been talking about, Harpoon is the uh, whatever you want to say, umbrella sponsor, the main sponsor. Um, why don't you just tell people a little bit more about them um, as an entity? Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're an employee owned brewery. Um, we've been around since 1984. Um, six, six, 1986. Um, I put on my Sam Adams hat for a second there. I used to work at Sam Adams for a long time, but I've been at heart. I love harpoons. So yeah. We're an employee owned brewery. Um, and you know, our beer hall has been open for 10 years. We also have a brewery in Windsor, Vermont, which is kind of our, our worst best kept secret. Um, it's an amazing facility has a full restaurant, really cool outdoor experiences there, dog friendly. Um, and yeah, I mean, Harpoon IPA is New England's original IPA. It's our, you know, our, our mainstay beer and I'll never get sick of it. I think that has to be my desert Island beer. 
Um, and, you know, we produce seasonal beers. We do some fun limited releases with local partners. So we have a, a really great partnership with Duncan. We come out with beers with them every year. Um, and we actually also just released a THC beverage. Um, so it's called Rec Weed. And it's a, a non-alcoholic, um, you know, green tea, passion fruit base um, that really kind of tastes like a nice, like hazy session ale, but it has THC in it. So that just came out, you know, last week. So we're really trying to kind of explore. I mean, we've always looked at ourselves as innovators and in craft. So we're always trying to push boundaries on, on what we put out there and really try to kind of lead the way on trends. Um, anything else, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. It, that. And that is so true. You know, I was, I was thinking about um, clown shoes, right? So we, clown shoes didn't have a brewery. They were, they were what you'd call a gypsy brewer and they would, they would go on whoever had some extra space. They had a head brewer, they had an artist, they had a few salespeople. And uh, so they needed a home. And when they, you know, they found Harpoon um, at the time, they were starting out hops. The nose hops were kind of uh, scarce because craft was really booming at that time. And the, the, the folks who were making hoppy beers had all the contracts. So they started making, uh, started out with making like dark beers and, and barrel aged beers. And I remember Dan Lipke coming, he's the head brewer of, of, of the clown shoe side. And he, he goes in the hop cooler. He's like, well, you have all these hops and we're like these and more, you know, it's like, mm. so he switched his whole thing from, from making, I mean, he still makes some crazy, awesome, dark barrel aged beers, but their whole portfolio now is IPA with using like the, the current coolest hops. We're actually using a cryo hop coming up in our IPA mix pack. But I, I, I was thinking about their very first beer that clown shoes made was called hoppy feet. And it was a black IPA. Hmm. And if, if I go into our tour room, we have, it's almost, it's almost like a uh, calendar uh, timeline, but it's really just bottles of our, what we called our hundred barrel series, which, um, you know, we were known for making harpoon IPA and almost that's all we were known for. And so to try to be more crafty with 2001, I think maybe might've been the first one we started to say, well, let's just do hundred barrel batches of things. And when they're done, they're done. And so they're limited release. And it, it, the brewer would come up with a style and he would sign the label and they were, they were foil tops, 22 ounce bombers. And I was looking back and I'm like, there's the black IPA. And it literally predates the, the formation of the clown shoes brewery by three or four years. So um, you can really look at the, the, the styles we were doing the timelines. And then if you extrapolate a few years after that, you'll see some like other brewery must've tried it or we, we, uh, you know, inspired, inspired, inspired. Thank you. We inspired (laughs) so many brewers, like with our beer hall and with all this stuff. And, um, even our IPA, IPA is like the biggest category for craft beer. Now we were essentially the first one distributed. We weren't necessarily the first one made, but, um, I think if you, if you trace it back to 94 or 93, we're the longest continually made harp, uh, same recipe IPA in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the 30th anniversary of Harpoon IPA this year. Um, which is, it's pretty, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And, and 
and since that hundred barrel series, we we just never let our foot off the the pedal in terms of creating stuff. It it doesn't always well, none of it really gets to your area because we're not even distributed in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> we get clown shoes here. You get clown shoes, so you get yeah. some of that stuff, but you don't get any of the harpoons and you never get any of the, the sort of weirder stuff that we make. Um, but we've done oh man. We we had we had a beer last and we do it again this Christmas, I think. So it is a collaboration with the big spruce brewing from uh, uh, brewing company from Nova Scotia. And it commemorates a story where um, back in 1921, a long ass time ago, <laughs> years ago, <laughs> um, the uh, there was a there were oh no, it was like right World War One, World War Two. They were, uh, there was a munition ship docked in Halifax and it was loaded up to, to head to the European front, I think World War One, and uh, caught fire and blew up and blew up the whole freaking city. And Boston was the, the, I think, first and only city that came to Halifax's aid. And we sent, you know, food and clothing and doctors and, and all kinds of stuff up there to, to help them get back. In this. It was a big disaster. So every year since then, um, they cut down a giant spruce tree and truck it down from Nova Scotia and they put it up on the common string lights on it. So uh, we said, well, let's do a beer that sort of is inspired by that story. So it was a, I, I know it used an Abbey Ale yeast. It was, uh, it uses spruce tips in it. It uses smoked malt in it to sort of the, the fire. Um, and then it's barrel aged and, um, was it whistle pig barrels, Megan? Or I'm not sure. Or, I can't remember. No, Canadian whiskey. Yeah, Canadian it would be Canadian barrels. barrels. Yeah. Anyway, but it's it's like this really and it, this really weird style beer, um, and it's only available like right around Christmas time in the two breweries. Cool. Going back to the fest a little bit here. So if or I guess just visiting your brewery itself. If someone's making a weekend of coming to the the fest or just hitting up Harpoon there, uh, what else would you recommend that's like right there in the area? I would recommend dining in the North End if you like Italian food. And if you like cannolis, go to Mike's Pastry, world famous (laughs) Mike's Pastry right on uh, Hanover Street. So uh, right near the brewery is a, like on the same street, is the Modern Art Museum, Megan? Yeah, the ICA. The ICA. ICA. Yep. Really see some cool new modern art there. Nice. Um, and in the seaport itself is a whole new city for Boston. It's like a city, like Boston has this old school Boston. Faneuil Hall is kind of like Pike's Place in Seattle. Um, and all the little shops and stuff. But uh, when, I start, when I started with Harpoon almost 30 years ago, it was one stop sign on on d street at the d street northern ave intersection and then the brewery and there was just some you know fish places and parking lots and there and the world trade centers down there but that's that was really it and uh since then you know federal courthouse has gone up and and uh, Vertex has put in a whole complex and GE's coming in and, and there's now hotels. There's a convention center that if, if you stood it on its end, it would be taller than the Empire State Building, but it's 
that's so long. Um, and, you know, they built that, oh, I don't know how many years ago, almost 20, hmm. maybe yeah. less. But once they built that, it was like, okay, we got to build an infrastructure here. If we're going to have conventions, there's got to be stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And now there's a flight club place where you can play crazy dark games. And there's a ping pong place called spin that has really nice tables. And there's new pot, pot, indoor pot, pot. There's a pot shack now. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of great dive a- bars too around the area. I mean, it's like coming to Boston, you can really kind of choose your own adventure, right? So like a lot of folks come there for sporting events. So we always get a ton of people who are visiting from out of town, whether they're seeing the Celtics, the Patriots, the Red Sox, the Bruins. So if you're a sports fan, I mean, there's nowhere like Boston to, to see a game. And I even say that as a Bills fan, like it's a, a great place <laughs> yeah. to, to come and really experience sports. If you're a history buff, I mean, where else are you going to go besides Boston? There's the Freedom Trail, which is mm-hmm. a really cool trail that really just kind of is a self-guided tour throughout the city. It's like a thin brick line that you can literally just follow it and you know go go all throughout the city i usually end up stopping at you know mike's pastry i have a cannoli and then i'm tuckered out and i'm kind of done from there but (laughs) if you're able to stick it out and do the whole thing it's great um and it's also a super family friendly city i mean we allow you know kids in our brewery so you get a lot of families during the day um and if you if you come with children i mean we have one of the best aquariums in the country um so that's definitely something that you want to check out but boston's you know super walkable really great food really great boat tour Yeah, yeah Yeah, duck boat tours. There's there's literally like, you know, no shortage of things to do in Boston. And you could really make a really great weekend out of it. Nice. Um, so speaking of particular weekends, so the fest weekend here, uh, what you said this kind of kicks off a lot of things. So what other activities around St. Patrick's Day happen that weekend? So it's really our, us, like our, ours is really the big event that, that everyone comes to. And then because it, we do have it a little bit earlier since it's the first weekend in March and we kind of do that intentionally. We want to get people before they're sick of celebrating St. Pat's, right? Like mm-hmm. we want to be the first thing that they do and come to. Um, and then after that, again, is like the, the, one of the biggest parades in the country. That's a huge party yeah. for everyone. And, and the I mean, 17th is actually evacuation day. It's, it's a, it's a holiday. It's a city holiday. In Boston. <laughs> um, but it's called Evacuation Day, which is interesting. Um, commemorating when the British left, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the Revolutionary War. But, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Go out and get your first pint before <laughs> 10 a.m. Right. And, there, and there's a ton of great... It. So yeah. really the, the, the 17th and, and, and whatever weekend that falls on is a... Uh, uh, all, the, all the Irish bars. There's a lot of Irish bars. A ton of Irish awful. bars. Yeah. Um, and then the Sunday is the big parade. So this isn't all a one weekend thing. This is almost a, a whole month thing. Yes. That's what I'm getting. Absolutely. Yeah. You can come celebrate St. I mean, I feel you can celebrate St. Pat's anytime you want in Boston with all the Irish bars we have, but yeah, definitely, you know, the first three weeks of March, like there there's Boston is a super fun place to be around that time. Yeah. And you got March madness going on too. And believe it or not, I know a lot of people don't believe this, but uh, Boston is a college town. <laughs> yeah, lots of college. And actually, March Madness, you're making me think. Um, so we're actually uh, Friday night, a festival, something new we're doing this year is we're partnering with DraftKings. Um, they're based here in Massachusetts and sports betting just became legal in mass. Um, so they're actually going to be setting up on Friday and hooking people up with promo codes uh, to be able to get involved in, in sports betting. So they're a super fun brand that we're really excited to partner with and then hopefully reach a new audience of people to come check out the festival. We kind of danced around a little bit of it but what are some fun or interesting experiences of past events that you can talk about Ooh, let's 
I'll have to think about that one for a second. I mean, so I'll, you know, I'll talk about, so it's, you know, something that people don't realize, like, you know, us working the festival, like we're not allowed to drink the whole time employees. So, you know, we, we'd have to take down the entire event, you know, after, after people leave and then we get to go let our hair down and have a beer. So like the company always sets up uh, some catering for us and we have a, a pretty, pretty rad after party. Um, Saturday is a little rough of a day for us because Friday night goes until like 11 and then we're up drinking until probably two. And then we we have to turn around and, and throw the event starting at noon the next day. Um, so it's, you know, it's not only a great experience for consumers, but it's a huge team building event for the employee mm -hmm. owners of Harpoon and something that we really look forward to doing together. And, and one nice thing they always do for us, they hire a massage therapist for us. Um, so you can <laughs> sign up for like a 15 minute massage because it's a lot of physical labor. I don't, I don't know that people realize that we physically build the event up and then take it back down. Like by mm -hmm. the time, you know, Sunday at like eight or 9 PM, the tents are down. Like the, you wouldn't even know that the event even happened and the beer halls open the next day. So it's kind <laughs> of a, a, a magical thing that we, you know, we next week I'll be outside, you know, even though I'm the senior director of marketing, I'll be outside setting up, you know, jockey boxes and getting tables ready to go. It's a really hands-on deck experience, but, and everyone from the CEO down to the intern is expected to work the festival. So we all work it together. We all drink together together and, and you know we all have a really good time megan i was i think it was yeah it was oktoberfest or was it say summer party i but i was working line ops and you know you're trying to manage the line and you're braceleting people and carding them and trying to get them to move along have their ids ready all that stuff and the line gets big so we you know i would grab a trash bin and i would go down the line because people just you know, awesome trap and the line starts to get messy. So I'm, you know, I'm picking up whatever McGillicuddy nips and all this stuff. And, and, you know, people are pretty nice when you, Oh, let me grab that for you. And, and it uh, had to be like a few weeks later, I was doing a promo in Alston and I was going around sampling our beer for people. And, and these two women were sitting there and they were like, yeah, we, we, we love our pool. We were at the fest and they were like, Hey, you're the guy who was picking up the Gillicuddy nips and lied. I was like, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> I like here, here's a hat. Thank you. <laughs> Have some merch. Brewery. We really <laughs> appreciate your patronage and, and we love that you love us. So um that was funny. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just a big dance party, honestly. Like it's, you know, people come in, meet each other. And like, again, as the day goes on, I mean, people get more and more, you know, excited to be there and, and they're willing to have a good time. I mean, you really feel like it's a, a big community event. Like we get people, a lot of Southie people, people come from all over. It's actually a really diverse crowd, a really young crowd. Um, so we're, you know, super excited to be able to bring those people together and give them an experience. It's almost kind of like going to a Harpoon Festival is totally like a coming of age thing in Boston. <laughs> like, I, I'm not joking. Like we have, you know, our Oktoberfest, we have up to 15,000 people who come during that weekend. So like it's, it's hard, you're hard pressed to find somebody who went to college in Boston and did not come to a Harpoon festival. When I went to that uh, one in Oak Park last year, they have glass sampling cups. Now you said you guys don't do that. Nope. <laughs> but we my, used to. Yeah, my, don't anymore. <laughs> my my and friend and I. Too many people cut their feet. Well, my friend and I were sitting, you know, you're talking about community. You know, my friend was sitting on a curb just chatting um, for a little bit. And this guy walks by and he drops his cup and you can hear it just hit the ground and shatter. 
everyone around us go, oh no. And everyone just started groaning because they knew that guy was done. You yeah. know, like no more for that person because that was their ticket, you know, every time they went yeah. somewhere. And it was this like collective, you know, no one was laughing at them. No one was yeah. like, you know, making fun of them, but it was this, you know, this brotherhood or, you know, community thing yeah. that happened there. People cheer when that happens at Harpoon, but they know they'll get another cup. I'll give them another one. I'll be in customer <laughs> service. And that's actually another cool thing is like people like hand in wallets full of cash, cell phones, keys. Like if you lose something at our festival, we'll probably have it for you. And and people are always so surprised. Like, oh my God, no one stole my cash out of here. Like this is exactly what I lost. So it's, you know, it's a really good group of people. And the, the one thing that gets tough is you definitely have it, usually one person at festival who, who, who goes diving in the porta potty because they dropped their cell phone. You see oh. the, the arm that's bright blue up to their shoulder. And I'm like, God, like, was it really worth it? Like you can get a new phone. Like, come on. Oh. <laughs> happens every fest. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. It, we used to have glass pints uh, for years. And then one year the, the parties got bigger and, and rowdier, and, you know, a few people, it was a summer party. So, people wearing flip-flops and things like that a couple of people mm. cut their feet on broken glass and and so our the building we're in is is owned by mass port there are landlords and, and, and someone thought it would be funny to throw a, a glass through one of the windows no, no. At, at the fish place that occupies like the, the further end of the building we're just like you know what it's not worth That's it. That's done. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go to plastic cups. And yeah. and we went with, you know, fairly, you know, sturdy, reusable ones so that people still take them home and, um, you know, collect them and stuff like that. So that's cool. It's funny though, when people walk in, they like, don't think that they can take a cup. Like, I'm like, no, no, no. Like you need that cup. Like that's what you're drinking out of. And they're always like, oh my God, this is so great. I'm like, well, you did pay for it, but I'm yeah. glad that you think it's a lovely gift. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we do run tours of the brewery during the festivals. Mm. Um, so if you're curious about the brewing process, you can go on a tour. Um, we have food trucks. I think you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, we I guess on the summer one, we had some games set up on the yeah. Friday night. Yep. Yeah, we always have keg bowling. That's a, actually a, an activity we always have. It's we always have a local uh, charity run the event and they get to charge, you know, a couple bucks for people to do keg bowling and all the money that they raise, they get to keep. Um, that's the same thing with coat check. Um, we let a charity run that and they get to keep all of the proceeds. And we also always do um, wheelchair basketball. basketball. Yeah. Yep. So we have a local wheelchair, wheelchair basketball league that we partner with. And that's a fundraiser for them, too. So we definitely have, you know, some fun activities for people to to enjoy while they're there in the keg bowling we use a, a quarter keg hoff stevens style so i don't know if you you're familiar but the old style kegs that like a, a cast top, basically yeah and they didn't have handles and they weren't really perfect cylinders they're more almost egg egg shaped yeah um so he try to roll that down um the alley it just doesn't want to roll straight or it all it's hilarious it. people get pissed they'll spend a lot of money trying to do it because they're like god i'm gonna figure this out um but you know people enjoy it um that's about most of the questions i have i don't know if there's anything um i i didn't ask about or i missed that you guys want to let people know about the fest or, or any of the fests i like you have a lot throughout well, the year i want to get or... back there megan there is 
there is a parking garage near us that people can park in. Yeah, I mean, I just um, wouldn't encourage people we, to drive we, at the festival. We just don't encourage people yeah, to drive. And, yeah. and what we've known we, in, in the past, uh, the we have a shuttle bus that takes people to and from South Station, which is the closest uh, T-hub to us. And we've just found like lately with the advent of Uber and Lyft and these things, it's just, there's just a constant um, merry-go-round of Lyft and Uber drivers uh, at the beginning of the event, bringing people there and at the end of the night, picking people up and taking them to their next stop. All right. Uh, anything else? No, I think, I think we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. <laughs> On this one, if the weather's cold, don't worry. I mean, the, 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 the heat, the tents have sides and heat is blown in. So, um, and you know, like, like as Megan said, we, we have to work these things and I've worked, you know, 20, over 20 of them and I've never been cold working <laughs> in the tents. Yeah, Line ops the, porta the porta potties are outside, so dress for Line the weather. Is a different thing, but you like, can coat check if you nice. want. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think we covered it. All right. Well, uh, again, thank you for uh, spending some time with me, and I uh, hope you guys have a great time at the fest. Thank you, thank Andy. You. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Cheers. The Thirsty to Explore podcast is part of Brewerism.com where you can search our database of over 11,000 breweries worldwide to help you find your next brewery destination with information submitted by users who have visited before you to help you plan your trip. I'd like to again thank Megan Wilson and Greg Moon of Harpoon for talking with me. Thirsty to Explore is hosted, written, and produced by me, Andy Erickson. If you have any questions, please email me at podcast at thirstytoexplore.com or visit thirstytoexplore.com for more information about the podcast and links to our social media accounts as well as links to Brewerism. Until the next episode, please remember to travel frequently, drink responsibly, and love generously. Thank you for spending time with me.